0: hey traders david frost my strategic forecast you're here for another episode of common sense market analysis today is thursday march 31 2022 we're looking at a daily chart of the spy or spider which is the proxy for the s p 500 what do we have on the docket today we have a lot of stuff on the docket yesterday the title of the video was quote unquote do we have a turn looks like we had somewhat of a turn. Let's talk about the turn. First, let's talk about expectations. Am I expecting a market collapse? And the answer is no, it can happen, but that's not my expectation. My expectation is the market runs up, it can't go any higher, it's got that weekly breakdown candle that we'll go over in a moment, and she pulls back a little bit. Maybe she pulls back to here. Maybe she pulls back to here, and then we have another move higher. The timing of all this isn't exactly posted on a bulletin board somewhere, so we'll take it day by day. I'm not sure exactly when I might be looking for a bottom, but I'll be looking for a bottom and another turn. That will create opportunity. That's what I am looking for. We mentioned the weekly breakdown candle. Tomorrow is the end of the week. Unless they jam the market up to close above, 460. the weekly has run another test, or price has run another test of the weekly breakdown candle and has yet to be able to close the week above. One more day, we'll see what happens by the end of Friday. Then we break it back down on a daily chart and we say the market ran up to these pivots that we talked about a hundred times. It got over them for two days and then it gave up the ghost or failed today. Had the market stayed above 458, it would have had an opportunity to try and push higher. This morning, I thought they did have that opportunity into the end of the month. It was certainly on the table. Once they started getting below 458, that was our line in the sand, below 458 on candle closes, and it just isn't going to work for the long side. It was the bear case, as you'll see, inside the numbers, below 458. What would be my next target Assuming the market continues lower into Friday, maybe bleeding over into Monday, what's my near-term target that the market should A, reach, B, is magnetic, and C, have a reaction back in the other direction? I like 445.75, put it on a sticky note. Doesn't mean that's the end of the decline. That means it's a target where they should reach from a minimum perspective. Let's look at a 240 chart for a moment. Want to point out a few things. So the market was hovering above this gap, wouldn't fill the gap yesterday, wouldn't fill the gap this morning. So the gap becomes a non-issue. They're hovering over the gap and therefore, once they reach the gap after coming close, it's not the same type of support level it was before or would normally be had they come from afar. But there's something else I want to point out on this chart. So not only did they blow through the gap, but look where they closed the day, right below this breakup candle low. 452.13 is the low. They closed the day at 451.66 on this chart. In the aftermarket or after hours activity, they've already bounced right back up over that number. Doesn't really mean much leading into tomorrow, just that they're getting the proverbial dead cat bounce. And that's as a result of Killing him into the close. And here's a five minute chart. Speaking of killing him into the close, these are the afternoon thieves that decide to send the market down into the close. It's a very difficult trade to be short into the close. They can certainly whip them back up in the last few minutes of trading. They do it all the time. It's just a very difficult position to be in holding short, leading into the close. Sometimes you get paid. Sometimes you get a pie in the face. It's not my favorite trade. Here's a 120 chart and this can illustrate why I like the 445.75, but the interesting thing is the number had nothing to do with what I'm about to show you on this chart. This is where it begins to create a full stack type of situation because when you have the same price or the same area start to repeat on different charts for a different reason it begins to give you confidence that the number is correct because other charts or charts in general are confirming the number that didn't necessarily come from this 120 chart for argument's sake. It's a pretty interesting deal going on. So here's what I see on the 120 chart. So the market runs up to this spot right around 445.75, call it 446, whatever the high is here. It's in that neighborhood. It's close enough. So the market runs up and immediately gets rejected. One candle's worth, but rejected nevertheless. Immediately busts back up through that price, creating a breakout area on this 120 chart. Does a little shimmy down, decides to continue on. What are they doing? They're coming back to test the former breakout area. That's the way the market works the majority of the time. Interestingly enough, I did a question and answer session today for the live room members, and one of the questions, which was a really great question, is what's your favorite trade setup or something like that? I'm paraphrasing the question, and basically this was the answer. It's funny how that works, but I didn't plan this out. I just realized that after I went over this 120 chart and I remembered the question from earlier this morning, that's where the funny how this works comes in. You could see the same situation going on on the hourly chart. Market runs up, pulls back a little bit, busts through on a gap up, does come back to already check it over here, meaning run a check, run a test, but guess what? Here we go again, and there's other reasons why that area is important, so I still like this spot. They popped up over this breakout area, not by much when they came back, so they then they went higher, considerably higher. So now when they come back, I would expect it to still be supportive of price. This little bump up here and back test isn't the same as running all the way up to 460 and coming back. And then we're back to the daily chart, and we're still on the same topic because I want to show you something else. So let's focus on here the market broke down on this day. It scaled down quite a bit. Now the market got back over that spot, and it tried to rally and it broke down again right here. So wouldn't this be considered on a daily chart a breakdown area? So therefore, if that's true, and I'm looking at this chart and I say, well, then didn't the market just bust through that breakdown area? So what? So guess what? Here it comes again. It's still an important spot. Again, another reason why that general area, and on a daily chart, it's hard to pinpoint it To the penny, for example, 445.75. It's a general area on the daily chart. We're going to do something like that. And that, my friends, is how I'm looking at the SPY over the next few days. I expect them to get into that zone. Put it on a sticky note. Inside the numbers, happy Thursday. They spent the night floating around the big fat round number of ES 4600, which came in around 459 in the SPY. Interestingly enough, it's right in between the big fat round number of 460 from the weekly chart and 458 from the daily chart. They spent the night, or at least the early morning hours, smack dab in between. We still have the important 458 is the line in the sand. They got below yesterday, did not fill the gap, which is unfinished business. Now we know they filled the gap today, but this was posted at zero dark 30. There was a number below the gap that I would have been willing to buy had they got there in a hurry type of formation, 450-450. You'll see it posted later in the notes. But they didn't get there in a hurry formation. They jerked everybody around all afternoon before killing them into the close. If they were able to stay above 458, 460, and then even 461.50 would have been on the table. But they weren't able to do that other than for a few minutes, one or two candles at a time. That's it. Before the opening bell, 4.58, closing candles above is the bull case, below is the bear case. That's it. You're going to see a lot of that. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. You saw what the market did, went sideways all day long, tried to beat 4.58 until it gave it up. Then it fell apart. And that's basically from a bigger picture perspective, what we were expecting, go back to last night's video, we're expecting a pullback. So the only question left was, were they gonna be able to sustain another day above 458 into the end of the month or not? That was basically all we needed for today. We're moving along into the end of the notes. Pause the video, go back and read the notes and double check the chart just to see how this thing flows each and every trading session. Stock's on the move. We had five on the board. We're gonna take a look at the chart of Dell TPX and AMD the other two are off the board they didn't hit their entry targets there no trades here each and every day we take a look at the good the bad and the ugly when they do exist today we had an ugly AMD 114.75 112.20 now here's obviously what happened you can see it on the chart haircut at the open the first number really didn't work they tried to stall there for a little while but it really didn't work, so they went toward the second number, and they bounced in front of the second number. Had they not done that, it would have at least given us an opportunity to make a decision having a price somewhere in between here if you're buying half at one and half at another for argument's sake. Then they came back down, got stopped out. It's a loser. It happens. You can't win every trade. Sometimes you lose. We just move on. It's just a losing trade, and the number just didn't work. My number was wrong. I was wrong on AMD. Doesn't happen that often, but it does happen. It's unavoidable. How about Dell? Big haircut at the open. Dell jumped the first target. It's off the table. Therefore, we look to the second. They bounced in front of it. Jordan took a pass in the room, rightfully so. We got a question on it while I was doing the Q&A in the live room. And basically, here's the way this one shapes up. They didn't do it in the manner in which they still did it. The number worked. They went right back to the first number. But it really wasn't a trade I'm willing to take because I've seen too many times when they come up short, bounce away, that number isn't the same, and it ends up to be a pie in the face. I'm not willing to take a pie in the face. So when something like this happens, it's in my process of how I go about my business of not taking that trade. But the takeaway is, The number still worked. It's a function of the manner in which. About TPX, Temper sealy we saved the best for last. Low of day, 26.90. Entry, 26.90. And yes, it did get filled. Jordan got it in the room. I missed it. I wasn't paying attention. I'm doing 101 things. You understand that one. Of course, I did get the AMD trade. Why not TPX and only AMD? I got the loser and not TPX. Because that's Murphy's Law, that's the way it works, and you just move on. But TPX made a high by 10.50 a.m., 28.34. Nice rip. What's going on over in Camp IWM? I stand by what we discussed the other day. They're probably going to come into these moving averages right around 200, 201. Could be 202. But again, let's talk about it this way. So here we have a situation where the market makes a low, it runs up pulls back in a normal garden variety retracement, puts in a higher low, runs up again, is pulling back. What happens if it puts in another higher low? Guess what? You're poised for another lift higher. That's the way the market works. Nothing goes in a straight line, goes up, goes down, goes up, goes down. That's what's going on right now. But what happens is people watch the media, they watch TV, they read stuff. And once the market goes down, there must be a reason. There must be a geopolitical reason, a Fed-related reason, a recession-related reason. There has to be something rocking the markets. No, there doesn't. Markets go up, markets go down. A pullback is normal garden-variety market behavior. If they make a higher low, they are poised for another leg higher. If they don't make a higher low and they make a lower low then something changes. The story changes, but we assess the market based on what it's doing. And right now, what it's doing is, believe it or not, the normal thing. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Same routine from yesterday. They left everybody hanging over at the gap, waiting to fill the gap, whether they were waiting to short it or riding it up there long. They left everybody held hostage, come up short, And now they're pulling back. They're above all the moving averages. You got a big breakup candle here. Are they going to run a test into the moving averages? Maybe the breakup candle low. Maybe fill the gap. Maybe not even as low as that. We don't know yet. But this is, again, normal garden variety market behavior. Let's look at it this way. Objectively, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. Low, higher low. Somewhere in here, you may get a higher low and you may not if you find the market down here the umpire would say things turn bearish now you would like to know that up here but you can't know that right now the market is doing the normal thing it's bullish it's above all the moving averages so there's nothing wrong with the market while it's above all the moving averages so you wouldn't anticipate it falling apart just because somebody in the media said it should the Q people same routine it's all the same market 350 is a lot of support. I'm not sure they get down to 350. 356, down to about 352, 351 and a half is certainly support, but on a big time flush, they could certainly get into these moving averages, not necessarily all in one shot, but they could work their way down there over a few days. 351 and a half is sticking out to me like a sore thumb. About the financials, big sell today in the financials. So this changes somewhat of a picture. Remember. Without the financials, the market's not going to go anywhere in either direction, but if the financials are falling apart, that's going to be a problem for the market. Down 2.25%, 2.3% today, that's a big down day for the financials. Now, I'm not sure they get all the way down there, but 36.90 sticks out to me like a sore thumb in the financials. Remember, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. If the financials are falling apart, it's going to take down the rest of the market. Smash mouth. Missed the 100-period moving average up top. Here we are two days later. Another pretty decent down day for the SMH or Smash Mouth, down over 2%. We know that the semiconductor space is a very good proxy for the tech space as a whole. When you look at this from a longer-term perspective, essentially, if you just clear it up a little bit, this is still kind of a bearish pattern working here, and there's nothing really overly bullish until price can get above the 20 period moving average on this weekly chart. Now you had a reversal candle here, so we're gonna expect some defense to be played inside that reversal. To ballpark 262, give or take, is the spot. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you? These videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. It's everything I wanted to and intended to discuss. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.